for more award-winning comedy, what award? We won a New York Festival Award. Gold? Silver. The colour of failure. Just read the words. For more award-winning comedy, go to soundcloud.com slash cerealbox. Serial spelt with an S. Yeah, I can see that. Soundcloud.com slash cerealbox with an S. At the McMurdo Antarctic Research Station, American scientist Ben Sharp removed his gloves. Outside, it was minus 39 degrees C, and the first drilling of a new site had successfully returned sections of ice core dating back 50,000 years. Inside the lab, it didn't feel much warmer. Sliding the cylinder of ice carefully from the tubular steel drill, Ben suddenly let out a yell and dropped the precious frozen rod onto the laboratory floor. Staring up at him, glistening from inside the ancient ice, was a human eye. The date was the 25th of November 2015, the same day Hilary Brady disappeared. These events may or may not be connected. They're not connected. Previously on Serial Box. No one's seen Hillary in a while. Hillary! Hillary! Hillary, it's me, Hal, open! My cousin used to work down the county courthouse, and I can tell you for a fact, when Hillary was due to be there, nowhere to be seen. This all points to a kidnapping. From This British Life and WD-40 Luton, this is Serial Box. One story told week by week. I'm Sim. And I'm Hal. For several months, I've spent every waking day trying to solve the mystery of the disappearance of Hilary Brady. We begin this week's Serial Box in Wales. How did we get here? The simple matter of a dead crow, a break-in and a fridge door. My preliminary investigations into Hilary Brady's disappearance from Sandy Springs met with hostility from suspiciously tight-lipped neighbours. It was clear that Hilary was a woman no one wanted found. There was a failed court appearance. A fugitive on the run. The mysterious calling card of a dead crow on her front step. An obvious warning. And the postcard on the fridge. Which I found after breaking in. The clue led us to Wales. At this point, Hal recruited my help. Not even two terms of investigative criminal understanding at Chubb Community College... Pittsburgh. ...were enough to unravel this case. And you were good too. Your tutor described your work as... Hang on, I have it here. Lackadaisical, wholeheartedly bereft of content, focus and, most crucially, understanding. Impressive. It was folly to think any man could handle this investigation alone. Having found the cottage belonging to the mysterious Linda, we did the only natural thing. We broke in. It was a lovely house, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you remember that kitchen? You made scones. Well, I had time to kill, didn't I? Because you were having a bath. With our stealthy investigation well underway, I absorbed every detail of this den of clues. Oh, I love it when you do this. What did you notice? The mantelpiece was full of photographs, candles, a clock and vase. The fireplace below was a reproduction Victorian one with a marble hearth, although if we wanted to light the fire, anyone would have to clear away a couple of storage baskets. Next to the fireplace sat the TV, which was sitting on a storage unit with the DVD player, Skybox, and for some reason, an old VHS recorder 
containing the film Dances with Wolves. Along the next wall was the piano, which took up most of the space on the north side of the room. On top of it sat a metronome, piano book and a pair of headphones. Next to that, the door, which had the paint stripped off so you could see the wood beneath, which had been waxed, not varnished. Then you get to the brown leather sofa, the window with wooden Venetian blinds and lazy boy chair, which converts to a rather uncomfortable futon bed. Then another leather sofa. Next to that is a pine storage unit. Amazing. But you didn't notice that Linda was actually in. But she was upstairs. And calling the police. We were arrested at 10.43 precisely and taken to Aberystwyth Police Station. <laughs> Officer Powell and WPC Carter in attendance. Right then, boys. Let's start at the beginning, shall we? You said at the scene you were not burglars. Exactly. We are investigators. These scones are amazing. Thanks. I sift the flour twice just to ensure... From the online... Job College Pittsburgh. Go Beavers. It was already clear they knew too much. You are a disgrace. Stop the tip. You make me sick. Low-life subhuman scum. If you were on fire, I'd grab a stick and a bag of marshmallows. You hideous massive cop. Ah, I remember this from our second semester. You must be good cop. Something here didn't ring true. How had they found us so quickly... Who were they working for? How much did they know? How long had they been tailing us? Were they even real police officers? They were, and following several gruelling minutes of interrogation, we were granted our one phone call. This is a Global Telling prepaid call from... Investigator Hal Stewart. An inmate at Aberyst with Correctional Facility. Hi, darling. I'll keep this short because you're my one phone call. Where are you? I've been arrested. No, where are you? I'm in Wales. Oh, for fu- I don't even care anymore. Have you seen Sim's wife? He used his one call only to get a voicemail. Oh, um, yeah, she's with me. Uh, helping me lift heavy furniture. Sounds reasonable. Now, I need to borrow some more money. After paying a not inconsiderable fine, we were released. But it seemed our investigation was over. Our leads had run dry. But all was not lost. The police had missed two crucial things. And they call this justice. Before our suspiciously hasty and unnecessarily heavy-handed arrest... Bordering on a war crime. I had skilfully written a note for the mysterious Linda. It read, Mysterious Linda, I am a dear friend of Hilary Brady and am worried. Hilary's safety is in peril. If you know anything at all that can help, simply email me at underscore backslash hal463b-17 at colossus underscore dial underscore up dot info dot org. It was that simple. Dot UK. The second vital clue missed by the bungling cops was a game-changer. In Linda's living room, sitting in plain sight, at the bottom of a locked drawer, in a locked bureau, was a passport. An expired passport from the mid-90s, with the telltale hallmark of its corner sliced off. 
Its pages told a story of global travel to the world's most exotic locations. Rotterdam, Bremerhaven, Hull. But its all-important back page containing the necessary information about its owner had been damaged. These pages are singed as if it was left on a hot hob or fireplace. That's Gunter Hecking, flammable pyrotechnical combustologist. He sells fireworks. The photograph in the passport was entirely unrecognisable, but one thing was as clear as the midnight mist enveloping a blood moon. The passport owner's name. Hal was holding a passport that had once belonged to one Hilary Brady. And its pages gave up one last vital message from the past. In 1995, Hillary had visited China. What now? Why are you out of breath? I've been, um, bouncing. What? Yeah, um, there's a bouncy castle outside. Look, what do you want? I've got to go to work in a minute. Okay, I need to borrow more money. After the briefest of conversations with our wives, it was off to Shanghai. Next time on Serial Box. Did you see her in 1995? Answer me, don't just walk away! I'm surprised your wife lent you the money for this trip. I tell you where you find Emily. Hillary. Yes, yes, her too. Finally, we had a solid lead. Serial Box is produced by Simeon Corti and Hal Stewart. Tyrone Slipper is our production manager. Henrietta Lyon, our editorial advisor. Editing assistance from Gene Carpet. Fact-checking by Chris P. Bacon. Special thanks to Brock Lee, Jonathan Wedding, Goose Chair and Jim Floor. Serial Box is a production for This British Life and WD-40 Luton. Sim and Hal, they're different. Hear more at soundcloud.com slash serialbox. That's serial with an S. <laughs>